Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. And we are beginning the 12th chapter of Daniel. And we're going to need the Spirit of God today to help us. Um, there are some in-depth studies. I'm not certain. I have not gone over this. We're going to do it together. Let's ask Jesus. Dear Jesus, we just pray for thy Spirit to open this up to us. Give us bread for the hungry, Lord. And we are hungry. I am hungry. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. We're going to begin by reading Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, about the close of probation and the time of trouble. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was, since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time... Thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. So a couple of things. Remember, Jesus stood for Stephen when Stephen was being stoned. He looked up into heaven and saw the Son of God standing at the right hand of God to give him strength for his trial. And it says here that at that time, Michael will stand for the children of thy people. He's going to stand for us. I believe we're living in that time, don't you, brothers and sisters? We're going to be delivered, it says here. Everyone whose name is found written in the book, we want our name written in the book. Let's try to understand some of these things. Great Controversy, page 613, says, under the title, The Time of Trouble, At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. When the third angel's message closes, mercy no longer pleads for the guilty inhabitants of the earth. The people of God have accomplished their work. They have received the latter rain, the refreshing from the presence of the Lord, and they are prepared for the trying hour before them. There's a lot of things happening here. At the time that Michael stands up, as referred to in Daniel 12.1, when Michael stands up, the third angel's message will have closed. That's God's final message of mercy to the world. They will have already received the latter rain and done their work and, had, and been prepared for the trying hour before them, which may be referring to Jacob's trouble. But let me continue reading. They have received the latter rain, the refreshing from the presence of the Lord, they're prepared for the trying hour before them. Angels are hastening to and fro in heaven. An angel returning from the earth announces his work is done, which may refer to the, the man in linen who is going around marking, putting the seal in God's people in Ezekiel. But let's continue reading. The angel returns from the earth announcing his work is done. The final test has been brought upon the world and all who have proved themselves. This final test, what is this? I'm just going to ask. And keep on reading. All who have proved themselves loyal to the divine precepts have received the seal of the living God. So the man in linen in Ezekiel, the angel of God, sealing God's people through this final test. God's seal is in his fourth commandment, isn't it? Then Jesus ceases his intercession in the sanctuary above. He lifts his hands. No more mediator for us, brother and sister, during this time. He lifts his hands and with a loud voice says, It is done. And all the angelic hosts lay off their crowns as he makes the solemn announcement. 
He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. Every case decided for life or death, Christ has made the atonement for his people, blotted out their sins. The number of his subject is made up. The guest at the, at the wedding feast, huh? The kingdom and dominions, the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven, is about to be given to the heirs of salvation. And Jesus is to reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. Let's go back to Daniel chapter 12 and read verse 2 about this partial resurrection. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. You recall that when we talked about Philadelphia, that God had promised that, that he would protect them from the temptation that would come upon all the world. They had been laid to rest. They were still a part of the 144,000 or the first fruits. And he laid, it says here, many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Let's read about this in Great Controversy, page 673. The wicked receive their recompense in the earth. They shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts. Some are destroyed as in a moment, while others suffer many days. All are punished according to their deeds. The sins of the righteous having been transferred to Satan. Oh, okay, well, let me just wait and see how this plays out. Make sure I've understood it correctly. The sins of the righteous having been transferred to Satan, he is made to suffer, not only for his own rebellion, but for all the sins which he has caused God's people to commit. His punishment is to be far greater than that of those whom he has deceived. After all, have suffered, uh, okay, after all have perished, who fell by his deceptions, he is still to live and suffer on. In the cleansing flames, the wicked are at last destroyed, root and branch. Satan is the root, his followers the branches. The full penalty of the law has been visited, the demands of justice have been met, and heaven and earth beholding declare the righteousness of Jehovah. Satan's work of ruin is forever ended. For 6,000 years he has wrought his will, filling the earth with woe, causing grief throughout the universe. The whole creation has groaned and travailed together in pain. Now God's creatures are forever delivered from his presence and temptations. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They, the righteous, break forth into singing, and a shout of praise and triumph ascends from the whole loyal universe, the voice of a great multitude as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings is heard saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. While the earth was wrapped in the fire of destruction, the righteous abode safely in the holy city. Upon those that had part in the first resurrection, the second death has no power. So that first resurrection is for the righteous. While God is to the wicked a consuming fire, he is to his people a sun and a shield. All right. Partial resurrection. Hmm. Okay, so um, I believe that Daniel 12, 2, let me read it again. 
Many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Uh, that might not refer to the special resurrection of the 144,000 of Philadelphia that I was thinking about. It almost sounds to me like what we've just read here, that that refers to the righteous being raised when Jesus comes, and the wicked will not be. They'll be raised later for a different resurrection and for shame and everlasting contempt. But I'm not going to try to make anything out of it. Let's just um, simply continue on. And I believe that it will reveal itself here as we go. Let's go to Daniel 12, verse 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that uh, turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. That's the soul winner's reward. We'll be able to... Uh, oh, wow. You know, Jesus' face shines like the sun, and I believe I've read places that we will be bright and shine as well. They'll shine as the stars forever and ever. And the stars reflect the light of the sun, don't they? We will reflect the light from Jesus. That will be our reward. Daniel 12, verse 4 says, will be an increase of knowledge. It says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. For the little book of Daniel was sealed, and it would not be understood by anyone until the time of the end came. And we know that that little book was opened in the angel's hand in Revelation. And that was the time of the early Advent movement where that book was opened, and they began to understand it and preach it. But let me read that verse again. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. It was increased, wasn't it? They began to understand that book. There was an increase of knowledge. Daniel 12, 5 through 7. Let's read that. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood another, stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth for ever, that it shall be for a time and times and a half, and when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Time, times, and dividing of times. What is that? That's a year, one year, two years, and a half a year. So that's three and a half years. Um, a prophetic year is 360 days. Let's see, three times 360, and 10, and then a half a year is 180. Um, yeah, so plus 180. So that's 1,260 years, and 1798 minus 1260, so this is referring to the 1,260 years that was the church of Thyatira during the Dark Ages from when Rome was set up until Rome was taken captive and their power was broken. It was 1,260 years, and that was near the time, the beginning of the time of the end, and when the little book of Daniel began to be understood, let's read that last verse. Well, let me read what they have here first before I begin talking. 
At the end of 1260 years, 1798, the power of the holy people, the Bible, would be scattered. The British Bible Society organized in 1804, the American in 1816. All right. This period is called the time of the end. Daniel 12, verses 8 and 9. Um, and I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel. The words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. And they were, weren't they? They were sealed all the way through till when the angel said they would be. We can read about that a little bit in Desire of Ages, page 234 and 235, a few paragraphs. Desire of Ages, page 234 and 235. Yeah, there's only like a third of a page on page 235. It was Gabriel, the angel next in rank to the Son of God, who came with the divine message to Daniel. It was Gabriel, his angel, whom Christ sent to open the future to the beloved John. And a blessing is pronounced on those who read and hear the words of the prophecy and keep the things that are written therein. You can find that revelation Chapter 1, verse 3. The Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. While the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever. And those verses are respectively Amos 3, 7 and Deuteronomy 29, 29. God has given these things to us. And his blessing will attend the reverent, prayerful study of the prophetic scriptures. He, he has given these things to us. They are ours to understand. Praise the Lord. As the message of Christ's first advent announced the kingdom of his grace, so the message of his second advent announces the kingdom of his glory. Hmm. Wow, okay. The second message, like the first, is based on the prophecies. The kingdom of his grace was when he was born on earth to come and die for us, wasn't it? The kingdom of his glory is when he comes a second time, put an end to sin, create a new earth. But let me get back to my book. The second message, like the first, is based on the prophecies. The words of the angel to Daniel relating to the last days were to be understood in the time of the end. At that time, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. The wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. We are striving to be wise, aren't we? God's promise to give wisdom to those who ask. Daniel 12, verses 4 and 10. The Savior himself has given signs of his coming, and he says, When you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand, and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, which is overeating and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. Watch therefore, pray always, that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. That can be found in Luke 21, 31, 34, and 36. We have reached the period foretold in these scriptures. We saw those things coming to pass, didn't we? the book of Daniel being opened in the in the hand of the angel. We can know that we've passed the time of the end. Let me continue in the book. 
The time of the end has come. The visions of the prophets are unsealed, and their solemn warnings point us to our Lord's coming in glory as near at hand. The Jews misinterpreted and misapplied the word of God. They knew not the time of their visitation. The years of the ministry of Christ and his apostles, the precious last years of grace to the chosen people, they spent in plotting the destruction of the Lord's messengers. Oh, man. Earthly ambitions absorbed them, and the offer of the spiritual kingdom came to them in vain. So today, the kingdom of this world absorbs men's thoughts. They take no note of the rapidly fulfilling prophecies and the tokens of the swift coming kingdom of God. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. While we are not to know the hour of our Lord's return, we may know when it is near. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. First Thessalonians 4, 5, 4 through 6. Let's see, where was I? Um, let me uh, adjust my screen so that I don't keep going back over old things. Daniel 12, verse 10 says, um, Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. We just read that. The wise will understand the book of Daniel in the time of the end. Let's read about that in Prophets and Kings, page 547. Honored by men with the responsibilities of state and with the secrets of kingdoms bearing universal sway, Daniel was honored by God as his ambassador to the world. <laughs> um, I added to the world. He was as his ambassador and was given many revelations of the mysteries of ages to come. His wonderful prophecies as recorded by him in chapters 7 to 12 of the book bearing his name they were not fully understood, even by the prophet himself. But before his life labors closed, he was given the blessed assurance that at the end of the days, in the closing period of this world's history, he would again be permitted to stand in his lot and place. It was not given him to understand all that God had revealed of the divine purpose. Shut up the words and seal the book he was directed concerning his prophetic writings. In other words, Stop coming and asking me to explain it to you, Daniel. You're going to stand in your lot at the end of the days. In other words, you may not understand these things fully. Nobody's going to until the time of the end. That's just me thinking about it a little bit. Um, opening it up a little bit to my own thinking. Must have been hard for him to let go of it when he wanted to understand so much because his biggest fear was that the 70 years that Jeremiah had prophesied of Jerusalem being in captivity was going to be extended to 1260 years or 2300 years you know those were the prophecies in his book and he wanted to understand these things he was told to shut up the book <laughs> oh my he had difficult trials didn't he but he always was obedient and accepted god's word so back to the book shut up the words seal the book he was directed concerning his prophetic writings these were to be sealed even to the time of the end go thy way daniel the angel once more directed the faithful messenger of Jehovah, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. 
Go thou thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of days. As we near the close of this world's history, the prophecies recorded by Daniel demand our special attention, as they relate to the very time in which we are living. With them should be linked the teachings of the last book of the New Testament scriptures. Satan has led many to believe that the prophetic portions of the writings of Daniel and of John the Revelator cannot be understood. But the promise is plain that a special blessing will accompany the study of these prophecies. That's what we're doing. The wise shall understand was spoken of the visions of Daniel that were to be under, unsealed in the latter days and of the revelation that Christ gave to his servant John for the guidance of God's people all through the centuries. The promise is blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. Daniel 12, verse 11. Let's look in the margin. Daniel 12, verse 11. Right. And from the time the daily shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. And what does the margin say? It says set up the abomination and so forth to set up. Okay. So the abomination of desolation would be set up. The time that the daily shall be taken away. It says daily sacrifice, but that was added. And people have a lot of confusion about this. Uh, in their minds, the daily sacrifice taken away was um, when the Pope came along and the papacy over, see, the pagan Rome became papal Rome, and the papacy then started having people come confess to them instead of praying to Jesus in the most holy place. And it said that his daily sacrifice would be taken away. But their, their understanding is incorrect. Sacrifice is an added word. The abomination of desolation was during the Dark Ages when um, Papal Rome killed so many people. It was just a desolating power that just killed millions and millions of people. God's people were desolated. And uh, so... That was when Papal Rome was set up. I think it was 538. So from that time, from 538 is what we understand it. And if you take 538 and you add... Uh, see, now this is not 1,260. This is 1,290. 1,290. So let's take um, 1,290. And we're going to add 538 to it. I hope I'm doing this right. I could easily be mistaken. Okay. 3,335, 1,335. 1,335. So, um, what, what, what are we reading? Um, so, from the time that the daily we taken away, the abomination set up at 1,290. So, they're telling um, them that that's about how long that the Papal Rome is going to desolate, and I get 1828, but I'm not certain I'm doing this correctly, frankly. I still need to study this a little bit more. It says here, Go thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in a lot at the end of days. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the 1335. 1335 minus 1290 is 
<laughs> here I am still fiddling around here, right? For um, is forty-five years. So if we, um, forty-five years. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So from the time of the end, that should have been just seventeen ninety-eight. So from 1798 to 1844 is 45 more years. So, okay, so it's explaining the time of the desolating power of the papacy during the Dark Ages from 538 to 1798 was going to happen. And that they're um, blessed is he that waits and comes to, the, to 1844, which is the time of the atonement. All right, I can't go any more into it right now because... I don't understand it as well as I should, and I need to study it some more, and I don't want to say a bunch of stuff that confuses anyone. So let me get back to what to our study, actually. Um, let's see. It's going to say something here as well. Paganism was taken away in, oh, it was 508, not 538. That would have corrected my math. Okay, 508 was when the papacy took over in uh, pagan Rome. That would have fixed it. So uh, 508... The daily was taken away, and they set up the abomination that makes desolate in 508 A.D. Plus 1,290 years, that equals 1798. Now that makes sense. So that was the beginning of the time of the end, when the sealed word would be opened and studied. Yes, that's true. The book of Daniel began to be opened about that time, at the time of the end. The word sacrifice is supplied by man's wisdom and is not in the text. Let's read about that in early writings, page 74. Like I said, we really are doing this together, learning together. Early Writings, page 74. Um, don't hesitate to look up and research anything that I read and talk with you about to verify it, because we are learning. The Gathering Time is this title. September 23, the Lord showed me. He had stretched out his hand a second time to recover the remnant of his people. Am I in the right place? Let me make sure before I get to reading. Early writings, page 74. Yeah, I am. Okay. And that efforts must be redoubled in this gathering time. In the scattering, Israel was smitten and torn. They were scattered all over the world, weren't they? Now in the gathering time, spiritual Israel, and that's me adding that, God will heal and bind up his people. In the scattering, efforts made to spread the truth had but little effect or accomplished but little or nothing. But in the gathering time, when God has set his hand to gather his people, the efforts to spread the truth will have their designed effect. All should be united and zealous in the work. I saw that it was wrong for any to refer to the scattering. For example, the governess now in the gathering time, for if God should do no more for us now than he did then, Israel would never, never be gathered not speaking of virtual Israel, it's spiritual Israel. Remember that study, how it's explained. I have seen that the 1843 chart was directed by the hand of the Lord, and that it should not be altered, but the figures were as he wanted them at that time, that his hand was over and hid a mistake in some of the figures, so that none could see it until his hand was removed. Let me think now, what was that mistake? <laughs> Um, well, let's just continue on. Perhaps I'll explain it. Then I saw in relation to the daily that the word sacrifice was supplied by man's wisdom 
and does not belong to the text, and that the Lord gave the correct view of it to those who gave the judgment hour cry. When union existed before 1844, nearly all were united on the correct view of the daily, but in the confusion since 1844, other views have been embraced, and darkness and confusion have followed. Time has not been a test since 1844, and it will never again be a test. There are people who try to reapply the seven trumpets to uh, a future prophetic fulfillment. But we are told here that time will no longer be a test. Ever again, never again will be a test. So we don't count on that to happen. So, all right, so that makes, so, let's see, from 508 AD to 1290 years, equals 1798 A.D., beginning of the time of the end, when the sealed word would be opened and studied. The word sacrifice is supplied by man's wisdom and is not in the text. Okay, we just read about that. Okay, Daniel 12, verse 12. Um, Blessed is he that waits and comes to the thousand three hundred five and thirty days. As there is no beginning point given here, we understand the period begins at the same date given in verse 11, 508 A.D., plus 1335 equals 1843 A.D. Then the glad news of Christ's return was proclaimed. Notice this is 1843. It was because that was before they realized there was no zero year, and they were so disappointed that year when Jesus didn't come. They didn't understand that what he did do, he did come. He went to the Father. He came to the Father. Um, and in Daniel, we can read about that in another place. But uh, to beginning the time of atonement, then the glad new. But then they realized it was 1844, and they got to be disappointed twice, didn't they? Before they finally understood. But the glad news of Christ's return was proclaimed. Let's read Daniel 12:13. Daniel 12:13. But go thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand on thy lot at the end of days. And the final reading we have is Great Controversy, page 356. This is not an exhaustive study, um, which is probably a good thing. I'm pretty sure I could really confuse people if I was given more time. Um, Great Controversy, page 356. The Apostle Paul warned the church not to look for the coming of Christ in his day. That day shall not come, he says except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. Not till after the great apostasy and the long period of the reign of the man of sin, which was the Dark Ages, can we look for the advent of our Lord. The man of sin, which is also styled the mystery of iniquity, the son of perdition, and that wicked, represents the papacy, which, as foretold in prophecy, was to maintain its supremacy for 1260 years, this period ended in 1798, remember, when Napoleon's general, Berthier, took the Pope captive. And the uh, there became separation of church and state happened and took the power of the church out of the civil courts. So it broke their power. The coming of Christ could not take place before that time. Paul covers with his caution the whole of the Christian dispensation down to the year 1798. It's this side of that time, our side, that the message of Christ's second coming is to be proclaimed, and it began to be proclaimed, didn't it? No such message has ever been given in past ages.
Paul, as we have seen, did not preach it. He pointed his brethren into the then far distant future for the coming of the Lord. The reformers did not proclaim it. Martin Luther placed a judgment about 300 years in the future from his day. But since 1798, the book of Daniel has been unsealed. Knowledge of the prophecies has increased. And many have proclaimed the solemn message of the judgment being near. And that was, of course, the open and closed door, the message of the, the ten virgins who were sleeping, and the bridegroom going in to receive his, his kingdom, to receive his bride, the beginning of the judgment. So I'm not going to say any more on that. I'm going to just bring this to a well, let's summarize really quickly what we've learned. I think it's helpful to do that, don't you? So twelfth chapter of Daniel. He was a close of probation in the time of trouble. There was a partial resurrection. There was a soul winner's reward. The increase of knowledge. And at the end of 1260 years, in 1798, the power of the holy people would be scattered, and they were. That was during the Dark Ages, and they, like the Walden Seas in the Alps, and God's people hiding everywhere. But the British Bible Society was organized in 1804, to the time of the end. The American one in 1816. This period was called the time of the end, and the words of Daniel were sealed until that time. But the wise would understand, and the book of Daniel and the time of the end began to be opened. The daily was taken away in 508 A.D. to set up the abomination that maketh desolate, or the desolating power of the papacy. 508 plus 1290 equals 1798. That was the time of the end. The beginning of the time of the end, when the sealed word would be opened and studied. The word sacrifice is supplied by man's wisdom and is not in the text. There is no beginning point given here. We understand the period begins at the same, which is in verse 11, 508, plus 1335 equals 1843. Then the glad news of Christ's return was beginning to be proclaimed. Daniel stands in his lot. His writings will be studied in the time of the end. So that's all we're going to study on Daniel 12. There's so much more in depth on it, but we're not going to cover it. Tomorrow morning, we're going to talk about Armageddon. And really begin to study Armageddon. Let's close with prayer. Our Father in heaven, you are such a God of love. Thank you that you have warned us of the things to come. And help us to realize the seriousness of our situation, what time we live in. Help us, Lord, to come to you for the help that we need to receive Christ's righteousness as our robe of righteousness. Your anointing that you will give us, Lord. Your faith. Everything is yours. We humbly receive it in gratitude. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Brothers and sisters, God bless you today abundantly with his presence. And tomorrow morning, Armageddon.